0: just get right into it so uh the reason i'm having you guys on how do i look in the documentary
1: <laughs> <laughs> you look pretty good pretty
0: good, pretty good. <laughs> uh, is there a chance there's like going to be a spin-off uh documentary about uh, uh, uh me and my wolf jacket
1: i mean i think you know you kind of said it yourself i mean you and robert traveling the world might be uh <laughs> one hell of a <laughs> up an entertaining talk
2: <laughs> i'd watch it
0: yeah i mean you know we could start in cleveland and just uh, have us sit down at a movie theater and just yeah you know yeah and we'll, watch it yeah we'll go. watch the audience and then
2: take it around the united states i would so watch that I think <laughs> your, your two personalities you and robert i think would go quite well and it'd be fun to watch <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, there, at some point, there would be some epic argument that I think uh, would be really funny, really, really great. But it all comes <laughs> from a, a place of respect and love and a love of cinema. And, we, and, you know, just get right into it for, for people listening. We are talking about Robert Banks, who was a past guest, my second or third guest. I can't quite remember. Uh, you guys are making a documentary on Robert called We'll Talk About That Later. Uh, is there a, is there a second title?
1: Like um, the Robert Banks I mean, story or
0: anything? It's just, it's just, well, uh, we'll it's talk basic, about that later.
1: Well, Robert Banks hash or, or colon. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> title.
0: I feel like I've heard him say that, uh, times. <laughs> many, many, many,
2: many times.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's usually the first thing he says
2: to you. He's like, I have something I want to tell you, wait, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, at one point, uh, and it was actually, you know, Rob's great idea to, to slightly alter it, because at one point it was, I'll tell you about that later. Yeah. But it just kind of, it didn't roll off the tongue as as much as we'll talk about that later. And he just, he says, we'll talk about
2: that later so much. <laughs> like, I know, like, people listening to this are like, what are they talking about when the movie comes out? You'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So you guys just dropped uh, a teaser I thought the teaser looked great thank you yeah um, but before we we'll, we'll get into all things Robert banks in a in a second because there's a lot and stuff but <laughs> I, I just I want people to know the both of you as well so uh, let's let's kind of start with Mike and you know kind of say who you are and you because you have an interesting job title I, that I I think I understand, but we'll but go ahead.
1: Uh, so, yeah, I'm the I'm the production coordinator for the Greater Cleveland Film Commission. Mm-hmm. But I've also, you know, I'm a producer. I'm a director. Let's see. I've got a lot of glare in my glasses. So I'm going to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> uh, but also the aspiring location- cinematographer, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm also a location manager, scout, Um so, yeah, kind of kind of do a lot of things and uh, just very involved with the, the Cleveland scene here, uh, trying to prop it up and uh, just try to um, be an advocate for a lot of the locals, because uh, sometimes we do get some of these big films that come in here. And oftentimes mm-hmm. they're bringing quite a bit of their crew from out of town. So we have to kind of be in the forefront and just say, like, hey, we do actually have uh, some capable crew members here.
0: Yeah. How long have you been doing that? The, the, but, the Cleveland Film
1: Commission part? Uh, About three and a half years. Uh, November will be four years. Very cool. And you, are you from Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. I live on the west side or I, I grew up on the west side. Mm-hmm. Um, right uh, kind of near like west 117th uh, on the, the Cleveland-Lakewood border. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always uh, have the, the moniker west side best side. Um, <laughs> now <laughs> Most of the films that shoot in Cleveland actually shoot on the east side, but I'm always I'm always trying to trying to push for uh, some west side action. <laughs> I mean, no offense, Mike. I'm a west sider too, but <laughs> east side looks cooler.
2: <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the buildings are better.
0: Yeah. And Rob, yourself?
2: I am a producer, director, editor. I have a company called Late Morning Films. I have. Directed a feature called Long Way to the Top That I sold to Red Bull It's about the music industry And about what it's like to be in a band And tour Mm -hmm. Um, And then I work Mostly doing freelance editing And then you know directing And whatnot. Mm -hmm. A lot of commercial work Pay the bills And Mike brought me into this um, Pretty far into it actually A couple years into it uh, He had asked me to do some stills uh for an interview set that they had had and I just I I had known of Robert in in the scene um because it's relatively small here in Cleveland Mm -hmm. and uh you know we'd always communicated on social media and I was just swept up in it I was like this is a great idea for a film if there's one person that deserves to have a movie made about them it's Robert Banks yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so I volunteered my services I was like I don't know if you guys have an editor For this but i would love to edit the film for you and then kind of rolled into a producer uh gig on it as well and kind of helped you know uh mike and mick kind of push this into a direction and now we're getting near the end we're just waiting on robert to finish the 35 millimeter print of paper shadows and we need him to watch it and that's the end of the movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean real quick just to kind of bounce off that it it is interesting how this project evolved because initially, um, Mick the uh, the other uh, the uh, you know his, his title now is like producer uh, assistant director but we we envisioned it as a, a short um, because mm-hmm. we were working on Paper Shadows uh, paper, like when fil- working on Paper Shadows it was kind of a weekend warrior type situation so mm-hmm. whenever Robert um, Robert needed some people. Um, he would just ask us if we were available. And so that's how I got to know Mick uh, through working on Paper Shadows over the course of about three and a half, four years. And um, as the editing process of Paper Shadows kind of ballooned a little bit and was taking quite a bit, we I, I don't know. There's once we probably went to a bar afterward and we we're just like, you know what? be, You know, this has been interesting, you know, like like we love Robert. Uh, but, you know, he is, he is pretty eccentric and, and there was never really like, like set schedules. Sometimes we're, we're always kind of up in the air or sometimes we would be, we would say we were available to <coughs> with him, work with him on the film. Then all of a sudden, you know, would be like, ah, we're, we're not going to do it this week. So um, that's where we, we envisioned it as a short, but as you know, things start to go along, you know, the started to envision it as a feature and, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, uh, initially we were going to edit it together, but thankfully Rob did <laughs> step in because uh, starting to amass so much footage that, and also just so close to it, that it was kind of hard to, to know where to start at points.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get that for sure. Uh, and you're just budgeting this as you go along sort of all self-financed and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were fortunate. We we did get uh, a, a grant from uh, Spaces Cleveland through the Andy Warhol Foundation. So that was a $6,000 grant. And then other than that, it's, yeah, it's been mostly self-funded. Um, you know, certainly we've tried for other uh, grant sources, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we found a may- way to make it work.
0: Yeah. Now, the, I, th- I think the real big question, and you don't have to convince me. So it's more for people who are listening to this and they don't know anything that's going on. Why Robert Banks? It's a great. But quote, by, the, like. by the way, uh, one one compliment I, I really want to give you guys is, um, I've never watched a teaser where I felt anxiety, where I felt like. <laughs> I mean, truly, like him. Right, am I going to this right? It's it's the teaser's mostly he's about to screen the film, except he's not there, and the film's not there either. <laughs> and this is just very like, w- wait, is it gonna happen? <laughs> like, it's uh,
2: that's pretty much Robert
0: yeah. in a nutshell. Yes,
1: gonna happen.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, you, you really do pose a good question because, um, now having almost worked on the film for <laughs> almost five years, four, four and a half or so. Uh, sometimes I have to question that myself, uh, you know, as to, you know, why. But I think the thing about it is it there's a lot of universal themes in it that, you know, you have mm-hmm. this artist who makes things by whatever means necessary and doesn't yeah. necessarily always have the money to do that. And then also um, is this in- in this grand scheme of Cleveland, is this really known figure? Um, you know, his, his name is synonymous with filmmaking in Cleveland, but there are quite a few in this newer generation who don't quite know who he is. When I when I mention I'm making a film about him, some people are just like, "Who is that?" Um, yeah, and I think part of it is like we want to change that. We want to show that this man has dedicated his life. Uh, to cinema and the and the art of it in Cleveland, and you know, also uh, not is just a filmmaker; he's a teacher, and the legacy that he's left behind with all of these students who have gone on to other things and uh, all over the country and the world, really, um, is is really fascinating. Rob, you got any more to add to that? Or? I mean,
2: the man's walking film history. Yeah, like. It, it, he needs to be preserved is how I, I feel about <laughs> it. Like I absolutely love the conversations I have with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me is what drew me to want to share this with the world with Mike is to have more people know who he is. And I mean, he to me is right up there with the Mavericks, like Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Like he has those same sensibilities. He just doesn't have the accolades or the, the dollars <laughs> yeah. at this point in his career or the recognition. And he deserves it, honestly. I mean, he looks at the world in a completely unique way. And I think that that needs to be up, upheld and, and shown a spotlight on because he just sees the world different than everyone else. The fact that he physically manipulates the celluloid, mm-hmm. he thinks about it, each scratch that he puts into a, in a film negative or anything that he manipulates. Everything has a purpose and a story behind it and a reason for being. And it's a special kind of artist that puts that much thought into what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I'm glad you guys are highlighting the teacher aspect. Yeah, Because as much as I love his work and, and him as a person, it for me, it really is the entry point was being his student, which uh, was, and it still is one of the most unique experiences I've ever had in my life of actually meeting a teacher who knew what the fuck they were talking about <laughs> and talked and about care. it and talked about it and talked about it. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> cause I had such a different experience when I was done taking Robert's classes and then I moved to new Orleans and I went to f- film school there, like a proper film school and what a letdown that was what like like filled with teachers who did not give two flying fucks about anything who had a chip on their shoulder because people didn't think that their shorts were all that great and they weren't (laughs) i remember i still remember the one guy and he's he's passed away so uh you know he's not gonna hear this (laughs) but uh, like he showed us his film and it was a turkey and we were just like i just did not that it has to, had to be good for somebody to know what they're saying. Cause I'm, you know, like sometimes when I talk about screenwriting books and I think there are some, uh, positives to reading those things, the number one thing is like, somebody might go like, Oh, but what have they ever written? And it's like, well, that's not under quite understanding show business. You know, <laughs> they could have written great scripts and they just never get made. And they were like, fuck it. This is not <laughs> worth it. And I'm going to write a book. Right. But, but at least with Robert, like, it was very little about, like, technical things. It was very little about, it was just enough, I would say. And the rest of it was just putting ideas in my head. And that's what I loved. I, lear- I learned how, from Robert, I learned how to come up with an idea. And I think that's the best thing I can say about his class.
2: He's, he's an inspiring figure. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah the fact i mean just let alone like you know the work he'd already done in his shorts but like paper mm. shadows as a as a project like i mean watching the movie it's like one of the most disturbing beautiful like like a peer into the man's soul mm. in a lot mm-hmm. of ways like it's just so textured and the fact that he did that by himself like you know with with very limited resources you know with students volunteering to help him and friends and stuff like the fortitude that that takes not only to like make that but also be working a day job during the time that he's doing this Mm -hmm. and like shooting the movie and like Not only doing that, but a lot of people learn in the movie, he is also a nude model uh, Mm -hmm. for drawing classes. He's just like, he is a true renaissance man, in my opinion. You know, he's just, there's just, I've never met anyone like him. Mm -hmm. And... I'm just, I feel fortunate to be working on the movie. Like when Mike was doing this, I was like, I want to work on this. Like this guy's story deserves to be told. And hearing you tell the story about him being a student, like I've we've heard so many stories during the making of this film of how many people he inspired yeah, to mm-hmm. just think about the world in a different way. And I think more people like that, you know, need to be at the forefront.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think... It- you know including yourself um we had a, we had a really great interview that we conducted over basically via satellite um but with chelsea stardust who is um who is a director who's made um quite a few horror films that have gotten distribution and just the way how she describes uh, the the teaching style of just like get the camera and shoot like i i love listening to that soundbite like i i can watch <laughs> um, do that a lot. And, um, you know, just, just yesterday I was with Robert. Um, he had another one of his marathon editing sessions is what's what he's like to call him lately. And just seeing the, the things that he instills to, he has pretty much a, a small rotation of about two to three interns who have been helping him, uh, finish this, uh, 35. And, um, while I'm sure he knows like he knows what he needs to do but he does take the time to show them how to you know conform the, the or match the the picture with the sound and like they, yeah he has these old machines that he just got serviced uh, over the weekend by a gentleman from boston that you know he was you know he said this was a new life um for some of his machines which are you know upwards of 50, you know, 50 yeah. plus years old, um, older, some, you know, older than him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I love watching him teach people and the people, how they absorb what he's saying is just, it's inspiring to me. And I'm just holding a camera, you know, watching him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, de- I definitely didn't mean to downplay the technical parts because he, de- he he knows what he's talking about and oh, he definitely absolutely. shows people, and, uh, I, I think it was coming from, cause now I don't have any of that equipment. So it's like, well, I kind of know how to cut on a, uh, Steinbeck or what is it called? Not,
1: not Steinbeck. Is that what it's called? Oh, gosh. Oh, I've God. heard it so many times that I should know it like right yeah. off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think I could even find one out here anymore. They're, they're all floating <laughs> in the ocean. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, in a somewhere. yeah. Um, so Mike, you can't, you, so you knew about Robert, I think before Rob, how did you first come across him?
1: You know, I, uh, another friend of mine, Rob, who, um, unfortunately last year passed away, um, at 41 of cancer Mm -hmm. started taking me to the Cleveland Cinematheque and said, you have to meet this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, like, so he, I like Rob Lucas, uh, was the gentleman who's kind of like my, I would say he, he kind of took me under his wing and introduced me to various people in the scene, but he just kept him and his wife, Sarah just kept talking about, he's like this Robert guy, he just starts talking about film. So (laughs) it started, you know, sometimes when, you know, Rob and Sarah had a child, so they were, they couldn't go to Cinematech as much. And I was at the time was single and didn't have much else. So I just started going to Cinematech and Ro- uh, Robert would, would be one of the only ones there sometimes. And, you know, so we started sitting by each other. He likes to always sit in the second or third row right there. Um, sometimes my <laughs> neck, uh, I still have some neck issues from
0: that. You know, that's but, a good, uh, I remember
1: that. I, re- I
0: remember going to the Cinematech with him. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. It might've been a Tarkovsky movie, but yeah, where he sat, it was like this. I was like, dude, I can't sit here. It's going to hurt my neck.
1: Yeah. He loves that. I, I've jokingly said to the cinematic that, you know, if he, you know, were to ever pass, uh, you know, you got to have like a bronze statue in that yeah. or something right in the, right in the smack dab in the middle uh, because of how how much support he's given that place over the years. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, once, after having some of those conversations, it started to turn to, well, what do you know about filmmaking? And, uh, I was always corrected that I'm digital. Uh, you know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not a filmmaker. I'm a, I'm a, a video maker, but, uh, <laughs> so, no, I believe but, me. But, yeah. but he was, believe me, I've heard I, that too. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, he was just like, you know, if you really want to work on a real film, I'm working on this this project. And that's kind of how I got uh, introduced into working on Paper Shadows.
0: And let's talk about the the process of making a documentary about like a current artist, somebody who's li- literally making the thing as you're making your thing. This isn't a retrospective. It's not like, you know, and you don't have a lot to go back on. I mean, he has all these shorts, which which I love, but you know, so we're, you both are making something at the same time. So what is that process? Like, how do you, are you just shooting a lot and be like, we'll kind of figure this out later or did you have a plan going in?
1: Well, I think the plan there, you know, I wish I had it with me, but I, I had the, this uh, thing framed where it was the initial like note cards of how Mm -hmm. the story should go. So it was like, you know, who is this man? Talk about his short films. He's a teacher. He's a, he's a photographer, all this stuff. But, and, and yeah, I think at one point where, when, when Mick was very involved with it, Mick is still very much a part of this film, but he did move to Los Angeles. So Mm -hmm. couldn't really can't give as much time. But, uh, you know, I owe a lot to Rob um, to to kind of push uh, me to just say, like, hey, like there's something here. You just got to keep going. You got to keep filming. So and he's right, uh, because I feel like every time, even though sometimes it is feeling like a um, a marathon and it's very it's getting very synecdoche, New York, a little bit. um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but, uh, I feel that the, the more that we get, it's like the more he's opened up on camera. Cause I think mm-hmm. some of the initial times he was a little bit, uh, while, while he was very supportive of us making this, he was kind of, you know, he sometimes still, I, he sent a text the other day when we released the teaser. He's like, do I even deserve this? <laughs> like, and he broke mm. like, LOL with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I think, yeah, the more that he gets comfortable, like, you know, he's sometimes calling me, letting me know that he's going to be doing stuff. If you want to be there, Mm -hmm. Um, there are some times where he's just like, man, I wish you I wish you would have been here today. There was some some cool stuff happening at my mom's house or something like that. Um, You know, I wish I had a little person who is with him all the time that can call me because uh, I know sometimes he might forget, but uh, yeah, but the, the more that we get this deep dive, I think we get a better picture of him. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't initially think it was going to be as emotional as, as it has gotten. I, I feel like the more I watch some of the footage, sometimes I just kind of start getting a little weepy, you know, just seeing like, the progression that he's made over the last couple of years and uh, with this project. And I, I just can't imagine the day that it's actually done. I mean, I'm probably going to be a mess, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a good thing. You know, I, I, I think it's going to hopefully come across um, that way when, when the film's done.
0: Yeah. What I find very interesting, like I said, is that you're making this thing in, in, in concurrently. Right. But it's not even, yep. we're not even just talking about, there's plenty of behind the scenes uh, making of movies, right? You know, this is more like, I don't know. The, clo- the closest thing I can think of is Hearts of Darkness, which, <laughs> yeah. which I don't think this is that, that this out is of the... <laughs>
2: this is about a, a man's journey into his own soul making this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, that's that's kind of, I mean, he's been through a lot. And I mean, we're nearing the end of filming now because we had to kind of, Mike and I had to kind of sit down and go, okay, there's definitely something here in him finishing the film. And there's been a couple points where we could have potentially, you know, finished filming and jumped out. But, you know, he and I talked about it and we're like, it's really important to see him finish this on celluloid and watch it by himself or with his mother, hopefully if she's here, Mm -hmm. still Um, By the time he's done, Um, because I don't think this movie was made for anybody else but him, because I think this movie is Robert. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's every shade, accent and color of who he is in this in this movie, visually, emotionally, everything. And, And the examination of watching him go through finishing that has been really interesting, especially with the backdrop of COVID. And, you know, there were several people who were very important to his life who passed away during the making Mm -hmm. of this film. So, and it's, you can see the mortality in him Mm -hmm. in wanting to Mm -hmm. finish the film too. And it's, it just... It's like Mike said, it's very emotional in some ways. In some ways it's hilarious too, because Robert is a very entertaining guy yeah. to watch. Yeah. Like we could turn this into a miniseries and I guarantee it would be a very popular show because he's just <laughs> he's just a very, he's a character. like literally a character. Nobody could write. Robert Banks but
1: yeah. like, lately yeah. he, he, has saying, he has been saying you know we'll, we'll yeah. save that for we'll the next documentary. documentary so we'll like, <laughs> just finish the first one <laughs> can we finish the first one first please I mean
0: could you imagine if you guys then had a documentary crew make filming you filming this it would be like uh, uh what's that what's that William Graves I could never I never know how to pronounce it uh, symbol symbol plasm you know what I'm talking about right yeah, yeah the guy that I, I the guy I mean, that went in the park yeah. and was making a movie but had a crew filming him and had a crew filming them and <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's uh hmm.
0: <laughs> i mean it would be interesting
2: to watch this process because it has been quite and like i said i came in about halfway through uh production where they were like okay this is a short and i immediately was like no guys you have a feature here like this is this is definitely a feature film. Like this guy is just something special, mm-hmm. and I know like it's been kind of a grind too. Because with documentaries versus narrative, it's like you kind of just the story has to play out, mm-hmm. and it's going to move whatever pace life moves at, and that can be frustrating at times, uh, especially when you you know you work in the narrative medium, and
1: it's like come on, come on, come on, come on, yeah. Let's, do something. <laughs> yeah, like in some ways, um, in in a, like we're Rob and I are kind of both in the same boat where we had uh, like our first feature link doc, you know, uh, it you know we both kind of made those like kind of by the uh kind of scrappy style, and I think there's like a need for us to have this a second thing under our belt and it has taken a while. So like there is sometimes where there is the the inclination of it's just like let's get it out there already. But um but yeah the the patience thing I think it has paid off in droves just to um just to it's gonna be special, Yeah. And like COVID really added I think an extra layer uh you know as as Rob alluded to it's just uh there's some I don't like. Once again, I I didn't think it was going to be this emotional, but uh, but yeah, um, you know, we'll, we'll let people see it when, once it comes out. You know, maybe bring your tissues, I guess.
2: I'm, I'm excited to see it, <laughs> and I'm
1: editing
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> what have been some uh, what have
0: What have been some high points? What have been some low points during filming?
1: Mike. oh i would say i mean the the night of the cinematech screening was was kind of gold um that was really a big turning point i think because up to that point that we had gotten, we were getting some pretty good stuff but when we had that cinematech screening when when he was late he was almost 45 minutes late i want to say uh which yeah I think about 45. Um, so there's a lot of drama with that. And then we decided to open the film with that. Uh, so that was definitely a high point. And, you know, I think also just um, what, once we got the, the grant, uh, that, that was really kind of some slight validation of, you know, what, is this worth actually telling? So to have um, the Warhol Foundation, you know, kind of give the stamp of approval, some of the low points, I guess. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't never really, there's not necessarily certain low points, but, um, you know, I, I think when, when I, when it was coming to pass that Mick was going to be moving, I was kind of like in slight, uh, kind of like, Oh crap. You know? So, I mean, definitely it was, you know, great that, that Rob stepped in. So, I don't know. What, what about you, Rob? I mean, we, I mean, there's uh, definitely- I would actually say high points for sure.
2: Definitely the Warhol uh, grant really helped us out. And I think it, it was nice for Robert too. Like it was like a little legitimacy to him as well. You know, uh, like he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, low points definitely would be the passing of Robert's sister, mm-hmm. the passing of John Carleton. Um, the passing of Nick And I mean That's the thing about documentary Is it's about a, it's about real life So some of the people that you'll see in this movie That like a matter of fact In the the work in progress That you saw um, Nick who kind of walks us Through <laughs> a little bit uh, Of some of what Robert Steele is um, He's no longer with us He was another supporter of the Cinematech And Robert And you know it's it it's just it's been an interesting journey and I think I'm it's been a unique one. I've like I said, I made a documentary, you know, about the music business and I was on tour with bands and you know living in the bus next to them and in the vans and, and whatnot. This has been something different because it's been about one person and just watching them go watching robert go through what he's gone through to get this film finished it just feels important for people to see this especially like people who are in the arts and people you know who pursue a dream or have something to aspire you know to that's bigger than themselves like this man has done like things that most people wouldn't accomplish in their whole lives mm-hmm. in you know a few years and I just think stories like this are important. And I think highs, lows, all of it are gonna make a better movie. And I think, you know, again, it's it's sad that, you know, COVID has happened and that we've lost several people along the way, but we're preserving a story that needs to be preserved.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you know what it, it's also distinctively Ohio. Now I, I just yes. I just had my friend Bela on who who's written a wonderful memoir. About he he was the founder of any Anyway Records, which is still around today. Um, has put out a lot of past guided by voices stuff, a lot, a lot of Ohio bands. And um we kind of talked about what makes Ohio bands the best, really, because we have such great ones from the breeders to whatever. And, there, we do. and and there's something about Ohio in what you guys are even I, I think capturing, which is this sort of underdog determination and just kind of Mm. sticking to what you want to see, what you want to hear in in regards to music and stuff that uh, I've, I've lived in the South, I've lived here in the West Coast for a while. I don't see it anywhere else, I really don't. There's always, everywhere else I've been in other towns, it's always like an eye towards, oh, I could sell this. I could, this could eventually go somewhere, you know? With Ohio, it's always, I think first, I'm gonna make what I want to make. Yeah, and if yeah. there's, if, if there's other it. people,
2: that's great. Yeah, and it, fuck it, money be damned. I want to see this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's yeah. and that's that is the exact reason for people to see Robert too, because yeah. he has he is literally the embodiment of that. You know, yeah, I think he's like filmmaker GBV.
0: <laughs> 100 no, percent. I, I agree. I've said this before. It's it's you know Robert's making he's making stuff on film for one like you said he's scratching on film or painting on film yeah and it's all handheld it's the, the film that goes through the camera is m- most likely probably he put that film in there
1: yeah. And, yeah
0: and and Robert Pollard of guided by voices especially in the early days recording on four tracks sometimes like something would get erased and he's like ah whatever and like that was on the record <laughs> you know <laughs> um there's character it yeah, makes shit special it man. does it really does it make it, everything has character everything has personality and one thing that i think the two of them share and other lo-fi artists is you feel like you're you're not just watching a movie you're watching you, you're getting the sense that somebody made this mm-hmm. yeah like there's a tactile like oh like somebody hit record on this um, which is why I love both really so much that yeah. it's like, no, this is the person. And I'm, I'm, this is what I talked about with Robert when he was a guest and it's like, yeah, you're this film is you, you know, there just happens to be a, a story about a young artist and an older yeah. janitor and stuff like that, but it's all you, you know?
2: And it's so, it's so yeah. rare too in this, in this medium to get an auteur like Robert who, is so set in I'm gonna do what I want without that financial support. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a rare thing, a real rare thing. Because I mean he would uh, gladly I mean, take it make, though. For <laughs> sure you now. have to make compromises <laughs> sometimes, you know, especially when you need the money to do a project and you're you're raising money, you gotta you know, sometimes producers, they want to they wanna add their little two cents in, even if they have no experience making a movie two,
0: at all. Two cents? What, who are you talking to? I've, I've I've dealt with producers who bring the whole bank. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I gotta, just like I gotta, adding
2: their, two, their creative two cents. No, I, I, like, yeah,
0: but I mean like a piggy bank of two cents. They're like, oh, I also yeah. think this, and I also think that, you know.
2: Well, I'm very selective about people that I take money from, <laughs> which is also why I don't make as much work as i'd like to Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like uh you know that's i think that that's something real special too and and i just think there's an ethos in ohio like and i think the midwest in general and these you know the the steel cities you know even pittsburgh too Mm -hmm. um and detroit like where it's just like fuck you it's it's almost like a punk rock attitude about art Mm -hmm. you know like I'm going to do this, whether you want me to or not, or whether you even care to see it, Mm -hmm. I have something to say, and I'm going to say it at all costs.
1: Yeah. And uh, sorry. uh, Like we have sometimes a slight chip on our shoulder, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Ohioans and everything. So uh, we are kind of like, we do have that, like, you know, we're going to show you wrong. Like we're going to, yeah, that's something to prove that, that that Rocky
2: (laughs) mentality. (laughs) That, that I know, Mike definitely has because he's he's done the run. The run. <laughs> Rock Rocky fan. in
1: my all-time uh, top five. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was jealous when it, it was playing at the uh, the New Beverly. <laughs> <Rock>. <laughs> which one was played at the oh Rocky, oh, Rocky 4, Four was played? I that. believe played July 4th oh, yeah.
0: or something like that. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I would have you would
1: know that I would have flown Rocky.
0: out there. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> right world. up the street here, by the way. That's <laughs> that's part of this neighborhood, which is not a great neighborhood, but uh that the New Beverly <laughs> walking distance. <laughs> nice. Um, let's go to the, back to the Cleveland film scene for a second.
1: So a lot of things shoot there. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Right now we have um, uh, Noah Baumbach is shooting his next movie here. Um, mm. They've been in production for quite a while, I think, since March, and they're going to finish in uh, mid-October. So um, that that's just one example of things that have shot here.
0: Yeah, and when when that happens, when something comes, up, what what is that doing to the scene overall? For somebody who doesn't know,
1: it does. I mean, it it does kind of. It's like a raise raise all boats scenario. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a few locals get hired. Uh, and it does bring a lot of money into the economy. So I think a lot of there's a lot of us locally who um, who do like to work on those movies and take those earnings and try to do some of our own stuff mm-hmm. um, there. There's a couple guys that are working on wheat germ right now. And I, I you know, I haven't got to or, or on the Bombach movie, I haven't really got to talk to him that much lately, but they're called like Aldous mustache. They usually take their earnings from the movies and they make these pretty high-end like sketches um, that are mm. I, I find them hilarious. Um, I hope you know one day they do get a little more uh recognition like they deserve. But uh but yeah, I, I think it's with the um you know when these films come in, um it it, it does kind of it's a nice shot in the arm. It's a nice um, you know, it's it's something that you know gets some attention. So it it shows that you know, yeah, um, desired location. There are, there can be arguments made that maybe they could hire a little more locals, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something I'll, you know, I'll talk about later, I guess. (laughs) I mean, the other side of the coin
2: though is like, I don't work for the commission. (laughs) But I I love the commission, the commission's the best. But the other side of that coin is I think uh, for some of the filmmakers and some of the artists here, it's like, oh, that big Hollywood movie's in town. Fuck them! I'm gonna make something just to spite them. <laughs> just fuck Hollywood.
0: <laughs> well, go, go, go into that there's a little that, like, more. What what what's going on there? I just there's that Cleveland attitude yeah. of like, of you know like
2: Hollywood's lame. I mean there's there's a few like film groups here that like have very punk rock attitude towards filmmaking and like. Not only that, like, the 48-hour film festivals are real, are really popular here. Okay. Huge. Yeah. Where you make a movie in 48 hours. Like, that is, like,
1: a <laughs> – for some reason, I don't know why, but it's huge here. Yeah, there, um, there are kind of, like, two worlds. Like, so there's, like, yeah. the, the the union IATSE workers, and then there's also – there is a big kind of indie scene. Um, yeah. And sometimes those worlds don't really intersect – but uh but there are some times that you know that they are interchangeable um, but yeah, there is uh it, it's it is a very unique dynamic um I, I could you know I could talk like a whole hour about the, about the mm-hmm. I could like you know there's that meme of uh, the guy from it's always sunny in Philadelphia where he's like trying to show all the, the maps mm-hmm. like there <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> like what the Cleveland film scene can be like at times. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Charlie in the mailroom. Yep, that's pretty much what
0: it is. He's coming here, going there. Does this guy even exist? I have no idea. (laughs) But of course, there is a famous sort of example of that meeting together in a way, which is the Russo brothers, right? Yeah, Yeah. who started. So I have a, a very vivid memory um I when I went to I went to Kent State for a few years for dropping out um and but I took a bunch of film study courses from a gentleman named Ron Russo who I'm still in a little bit of uh contact with we email each other every once in a while do, do either of you guys met Ron before not me personally yeah no. he uh he teaches what, what did he teach back then I, I mean I took a Hitchcock class from him I took an Orson Welles one I took a Comedy and film, which was terrific. Very good instructor. Um, highly recommend his class for people listening. Um, and I can't—the can't, part I can't quite remember is if he's one of the Russo like brothers, because it's a big family, or if he's cousins with them. That part he probably is a cousin. Yeah, think, there's there's
2: a lot of Russos. Like, yeah. they're in politics here. Yeah. Um, I think my mom grew up with like one of them. <laughs>
1: yeah they like
2: i think they grew up like i think their cousin grew up on my mom's street or something you yeah. know those old cleveland stories
0: <laughs> yeah i think he might so. be a cousin because he i remember him saying like oh my cousins made a movie at that uh steven soderbergh saw and now he's helping them make shoot one here and i was like oh that's pretty cool and he's like yeah i, I but that was it i was like oh, i probably should have been like hey can I go work on that but uh, <laughs> I followed up on that so yeah. like, cool I gotta go <laughs> uh, but that was welcome to Collinwood and that's what's it's so interesting about that is like those guys made uh what was it called pieces before you can't even find it oh. right it's completely yeah.
1: Yeah, Roberts. Um, Roberts mentioned that that film quite a few times. That he he did see it at the the Cleveland Film Festival and got to talk with the brothers, got to know him just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he 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 loves that film. Um, but yeah, he he said that it is hard to find.
0: Yeah, and then they went to Welcome to Collinwood, which is a fun little entertaining movie. Great, but I think that two guys from Cleveland made one of the biggest films of all time is kind of mind-blowing. I mean,
2: but two guys from Cleveland created Superman too. Like Cleveland mm-hmm. is like the center of some kind of strangeness when it comes to creativity. I mean, we've got Trent Reznor, we've mm-hmm. got like so many people that are from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Like I said, these, the major superhero that, you know, inspired all superheroes was born here. Yeah. Like two guys living on the East Side. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Cle- I think there's something in the water here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're from Northeast Ohio, it makes sense. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think that there's a there's something special about about this this particular city.
0: Yeah. And the Russo shot Cherry in Columbus, is that correct? They shot it. They shot it here in Cleveland. Right in Cleveland. In Cleveland. What did I say? Did Columbus. I not say Cleveland? Oh, oh yeah.
1: My bad. <laughs> maybe because we uh, all met in Columbus. Maybe, maybe that's why. What- <laughs> Yeah. Well that, that's
0: actually where I'm from.
1: So I get a little
0: uh confused. But everyone out here thinks I'm from Cleveland because I've never heard of Columbus. And so I just say that I'm from <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, like, I
1: mean, like, but
0: we have no we have no professional sports team. So most people just know, like, oh yeah.
2: Uh, hockey. Don't you have a hockey team now for the NHL? Uh
0: well Me yeah, did. we've had that for a while, but uh, it's Los Angeles, nobody pays attention to hockey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, what's hockey?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all do when the Kings are like winning, like on the Stanley cup. They're like, Oh, uh, like Isn't all of a sudden every it's like, Los Angeles yeah, is like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden it's like a bunch of Kings hats and jerseys with the tag still on them. It's like, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> but I think that's a great story that they they're, they've sort of come back and, and are pumping money into the city. Because I remember they yeah. used to always say like we're gonna come back here and shoot stuff, and uh, they, they finally do. did.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with uh, uh, with my job at the commission, you know, we've had some. We always get you know pretty good access to them, and uh, you know they. I I think they they do what they what they set out to do. You know, like mm-hmm. they if they say that they're going to come back at some point, they actually will do it. They're not just kind mm-hmm. of blowing smoke up people's asses. Like they really, uh, they really mean it. They, you know, I, I feel at some point, and who knows, I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I feel like at some point they will invest in some kind of long-term studio here. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously it's, you know, I, I can't speak for them, but I just get that indication that you know because they've said it so many times that if there was more of that those full-time facilities they would come back here more normally i mean they would have shot infinity war and end game here I mean, had we mm-hmm. had the proper stages mm-hmm. this place is great like i mean location wise
2: like cleveland can double for so many different places mm-hmm. there's a lot of mixed architecture here like we have you know many seasons so i mean It's a good spot. I've lived in LA. I've lived in Chicago, but I came back. I mean, this city changed a bunch. The film community is great. Like I came back and, you know, I did screen my movie here and I decided to stay.
0: Mm -hmm. Very nice. uh, I'm going to turn out light so
1: I don't look like I'm
0: like in a cave. I I was kind of liking the slow, (laughs) just fade into into the darkness.
1: <laughs> uh, there he is. <laughs> uh, by the way, Robert uh, was giving me slight, slight shit for for being on this at this time because tonight the Cinematech was playing Car Wash in thirty five millimeter. He's like, he's like, you can't miss this. And I was like, what? Well, I, I told Mike we we're going to do a podcast. <laughs> I mean, listen. He was Robert, like, Robert, oh, like, the best well, point. Car Wash is a classic,
2: yeah. and. That on film is like, when are you ever going to see car wash on film? No offense, Mike. No, no, no. no. Had I
0: known, I would have been like, we'll do this a couple days later. (laughs) He's like, yes, there's no archive
2: print podcast. There's not a single person on this podcast who isn't like a movie fanatic.
0: No, of course. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I want to know so what's next for the, the doc? When are you guys hoping to be done? I know it's all kind of predicated on robert finishing his side of the bargain but what just kind of where are you hoping to be let's say six months from now finished yeah
1: Yeah, uh definitely finished um i mean i i pretty much talk to him on a if not a daily sometimes a a bi daily basis and we kind of talk through his just sometimes you know we just shoot the shit but you know always like and I'm not doing it as like a filmmaker producer style. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes I am trying to just make sure I got the dates that I maybe have to be at something, Mm -hmm. but also just, um, he kind of, I think sometimes just kind of talks it out. And what he's told me is that, uh, because he, he was furloughed from his, his teaching job for a while, Mm -hmm. but he is back for full-time starting in October. So what he said is that, bar none he would like to have this film done by the end of the year Mm -hmm. um so however he can make that work throughout his all his busy schedule you know if that is the case then they can start printing it um you know i feel like then by six months you know we can hopefully have a really solid um, edit and then you know the goal would be to submit to to festivals and I, I mean i'm hoping some of the top tier festivals i know mm-hmm. we're missing all the deadlines for for 2022 uh, but yeah. i'm hoping 2023 will be definitely uh, even like late 2022 toronto uh, th- those kind of things and i don't know i mean we might have to get a sales agent to help put <laughs> push that but um i don't know i'm i'm just very watching uh the, the assemblies of what we have. I mean, I'm just I'm very excited to to yeah, share.
2: Yeah, we're editing, we're we're kind of editing as we're going since we know what the ending is. So as far as like finishing the film once Robert's done, it's not gonna take too long on the post end. Mm-hmm. So we should have a a a working cut fairly quickly. Um but it really all is just dependent on Robert and and really him him getting the print finished. So anybody who wants to help, who's listening, <laughs> yeah, like that's,
0: that was yeah. where I was go- going with this next. Definitely <laughs> can use the help. Yeah, um, how do we but, do this as a community? Is there is there a GoFundMe at all? Is there anything there, on the yes, post side? There is. Yes.
1: So um, I just uh, just put together a website, uh, RobertBanksDoc mm-hmm. So on there, and one of the things that I that I hope if, if people do see this and get some, maybe get some traction further along as like we put updates of the film. uh, One of the things I asked his permission is, can we put a lot of your shorts on the site? Can we host Mm -hmm. them on the site? So they're pretty much uh, are quite a few of his, his short films are on there. You can also watch uh, the teaser for paper shadows on Mm -hmm. there you can also watch, uh, this very unique piece he made for an art installation, um, that, um, is, uh, oh, why, why can't I think of it, Rob? Uh, the, with the, with the bags on their head, uh, <laughs> um, shoot, I, I, I can't think of it at the moment, but, but it's uh, there. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> on the site. And then we also have a link to the GoFundMe. We did launch a GoFundMe for him last year. and we kind of stalled that uh, we got a, almost like 2200 bucks. Now he mm-hmm. definitely uh, cashed in on that. so he you know and he was very grateful. Uh, we wanted it to be to 10,000. Um, I feel like sometimes because I'm so ingrained with the, the Cleveland arts world, there's a lot of people who are trying to raise their own projects. So yeah. I should probably hit up some big money people, mm-hmm. um, instead of all the artists, but, uh, but yeah, you, you can look up there. Um, you know, we'll hopefully be adding some updates on that site as it goes along. I'm just, uh, well,
2: too, that's part of what's such a feat about all this too, is that he did it on film, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and most of it was expired film. And, like, the fact that he's doing a print as an independent filmmaker in 2021, fuck, man, like, cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. You know, like, this, I can't wait for him to finish. I can't wait to see the look on his face after he watches this movie, beyond the documentary, just had, knowing what this man went through to make this film and to have that moment in his life is, and to be able to capture that is amazing but for to be able for him to have that
0: that's important what yeah. if he watches it and he's just kind of like
2: eh. <laughs> what if he's like, <laughs> it's like the Phantom medicine sucks
0: <laughs> I, I think then i think you go to black on the eh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <No credits. laughs> that's what it says robert Banks will appear and we'll talk about that later part too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i mean you know they're also, I mean, I guess in the next couple months, if I mean, there are a couple like, uh, I guess, bigger get kind of interviews that we're trying to trying to get. Um, you know, we, you know, the, the Robert two,
2: is by some folks. Yeah, yeah. The, the
1: two Cleveland brothers that we mentioned earlier, we've been trying to work with that, and then mm-hmm. another uh, that that we we've that I've tried many times is Todd Phillips because he. Yeah selected his film for the New York underground film festival, the, um, X, the baby cinema, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, may not, may or may not be Spike Lee's, uh, least favorite <laughs> movie, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, we, we just always have to try. And, um, even yeah. if it's a no or a no answer, I mean, we, we're just trying to give it as much as we can. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, shoot for that. Shoot for the mood mentality yeah that clean mentality damn the boats and let's go
0: well guys it's, it's it's really inspiring that you guys are making this that he's making his thing and you're making it all together I, I just i love it and i i'm very honored to be a part of it so thank you for having me you know interviewing me thank and you. stuff and
1: putting me in this unless i get all cut out um no, you gave us gold <laughs> you gave well, us really good sound bites so. I mean, I could, have,
0: I could have gone on forever. So again, we'll just have to shoot that one next year of just me and Robert, <laughs> and my dinner with Robert. Um, but no, guys, it was, it's, it's really great. I can't wait to watch the finished cut and all that. And Thank you so much, man. it from the top of the mountain. And uh, one more question that I always end with filmmakers. No right or wrong answer. What's your favorite Scorsese movie? Ooh, After
1: Hours. Pretty good one. Pretty, pretty right. damn good one. We, we just were fortunate to get to see a, a 35 print of After Hours at the Cinematech. Um, I'm going to have to say, wow, because I, I love Scorsese. Um, <laughs> it's a tough question. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just going to, uh, it's cliche. I'm going to just say Goodfellas.
0: It is, it is leading the pack, but uh, After Hours, that's a great one. I love that one.
2: It's so good. Like, and it's funny because when we just saw it on uh, the print, I had forgotten how much I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a scene because Marty always premiere like he's always cameos in every one of his movies. Mm-hmm. And Mike and I spotted it. As he's running the spotlight at the yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's literally <laughs> going back <up. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and forth. <conferred. laughs> it's one of the greatest Martin Scorsese cameos of all time as well. <laughs> so
0: great. All right, dudes. Thanks so much. Thanks for being on. I don't know if you have time to run and go catch car wash, even in the second half, but uh... (laughs) all right, guys, take it easy. Oh, thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Later.